Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Thrivebetic Podcast. My name is Kate, and I'm your host. And today I am in person with my good friend Heather, who was on the podcast previously for the episode about traveling with type one. And we are together today. We're actually going to Nashville this weekend. And we decided to record a podcast episode before we go. So today we're talking all about how to support a type 1 diabetic, um, what to say and what not to say, some misconceptions about type 1 diabetes and just like debunking those, and a bunch more. So to start, um, I am going to talk a little bit about just what type 1 diabetes is and um, a little bit about the different types of diabetes. And, um, but first, let's welcome Heather because Heather is with me in person. So, Heather, thank you so much for being on this episode again. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm excited to be back again. Me too. I'm so glad we could do this in person. This is fun. I know. Okay, so we'll start with like what type of diabetes is if you've never heard of it before. Hopefully, you have if you're listening to this, but um, I'll give like the simplest version of it. And that is, Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disorder, which means that the immune system attacks the pancreas and it's it attacks the beta cells, which produce a hormone called insulin. And insulin is completely necessary for life. Um, insulin is a hormone that turns carbs into energy. So when that happens with a type 1 diabetic, like I said, the immune system attacks those cells and then the body can no longer produce any insulin at all. So that's kind of the difference between type 1 and type 2. Type 1, they don't produce any insulin. They have none. Um, type 2, they're still producing insulin. Um, their body is just not absorbing it as well as it used to. So it can be managed with diet and lifestyle or um, medications too. And with type one diabetes, it has to be managed, we're insulin dependent. So it has to be managed with um, insulin shots, either um, doing like multiple injections a day for the food that we eat um, or an insulin pump, which Heather and I both have an insulin pump, which I love and has been great. Um, And then aside from that, you have to know your blood sugar. So either you have to check your blood sugar with a meter and um, sticking your finger to get blood draws. And um, I do that like five-ish times a day, depending on the day, to know what my blood sugar is at. But the other option is a continuous glucose monitor or a CGM, which Heather has and she's had for a while, which is another device that attaches to your body. And then it keeps a continuous log of your blood sugar in real time, which is very helpful because it can tell you if it's trending upwards or downwards. And I would like to get one at some point, but not yet. So those are kind of all the different devices that a diabetic might use or might not use. And like I said, it's completely necessary for us to live. So um, that's the very simple version of type 1 diabetes, but it isn't just like blood sugar checks and taking insulin. There's a lot of different factors that go into managing it. Um, But we're going to get into like a bunch of that with talking about misconceptions and all that stuff. So I'll stop talking about what type 1 diabetes is. Um, a little bit about other types. So for this episode, we are just going to talk about type 1 diabetes, but there's more than type 1 and type 2. I have them written down. There is type 3, type 3C, double diabetes, which means you have type 1 and type 2, I'm pretty sure. 
There's secondary, neonatal, gestational, LADA, MODI, cystic fibrosis, and steroid-induced. I hope I pronounced all of those right. But um, yeah, so there are lots of different types of diabetes, not just type 1, type 2. At some point, I would love to have some people with those different types of diabetes on this podcast to talk about those and to speak to those. But for this episode, like I said, we're just going to be talking about type 1. Okay, I'm done rambling. So now we'll get into misconceptions of diabetes and debunking those. So Heather, take it away. Tell us some misconceptions. Yeah, so um, just there's definitely some things that people don't know about diabetes or they get them mixed up. So I feel like one of the main ones is that diabetes is not caused from eating too much sugar. Um, It actually has nothing to do with your diet. So um, with type one, it's just an autoimmune disorder. Um, We can eat anything normal. We don't have to really watch what we eat. Um, And we don't have to have a restricted diet at any point. Um, And that goes into like with exercising as well. It's not caused from not exercising. It's just kind of a random act. Yeah, definitely. That's a big one too with like um, whether or not you can like if you can eat it or eat certain things or whatever, a lot of people think that like if you have diabetes, whether it's type one or type two or whatever kind, um, that you have to have like a restrictive diet or you can't eat any sugar, but that is completely not true. Diabetics can eat whatever they want. Um, but of course it's easier if you're like not eating a whole cake and a bunch of soda and stuff like that, but, um, we can take insulin and we can still eat whatever we want. Okay, keep going, Heather. Yeah, so my next one is, um, I feel like a lot of people who have like different diabetes devices, so like Kate was saying earlier, like the pumps um, or CGMs or things like that, a lot of people think that having those devices means that everything is done for you, and that's not the case at all. So we still have to count our carbs. We still have to tell it what our blood sugar is. Um, There's just a lot more that goes into it than just, oh, like here's this and everything is done. Like it's not that simple. Yes, the pumps definitely make our lives easier and the CGM as well. Um, But it it doesn't take away all the control. It's not just like here, you're on this and you know, free will, like you, you don't have to do anything anymore. You still have to be in control of your diabetes. So I think that's something that people really get mixed up with too. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Just people are like, oh, you have like a pump. So then that does everything for you and like, you're good to go. And it's like, no, this is still in my mind 24 seven. And that's what I was talking about a little bit earlier to the um, different factors that affect diabetes, because it's not just like how many carbs you eat mm-hmm. and how much insulin you're taking and all that. There's a lot of different things to it. Um, There's a list of like 42 known factors that affect your blood sugar. And just like name a few categories is like what kind of food you eat, um, what kind of medications you take, uh, your activity levels for the day, um, biological um, I mean, and, even things such as like stress, stress can affect your blood sugars. Yeah. Um, for girls, like when you're going through puberty or, um, even like when you just have like your monthly cycles, like I know that affects my blood sugars mm-hmm. too. So it doesn't just not take into account. Yeah. So there's tons of things and like, it's a lot for someone to think about because of course you can't control all those different factors. So that's a big one. 
Yeah. And then another one I had on my list too. Um, some people think that insulin is a cure for type one diabetes and insulin is not a cure. It just helps us live. So like Kate was saying, like insulin is like the one drug that we rely on. And so yes, it helps us live, but it's not a cure for type one diabetes. Yeah, we definitely wish it was, but it is not. <laughs> that would be nice. Also, considering how expensive it is, it should be a cure, but yeah. Okay, do you have any more for misconceptions of diabetes type um, 1? No, I don't think so. I think I would say that's like mostly the main ones that people mm-hmm. misunderstand. Yeah, and with that too, so for this next part, we're going to talk about like things to avoid saying to a type 1 diabetic. Um, and I am even like pulling some of these answers from, um, people on Instagram. I did a like response thing on my stories and just asked people like what ignorant things have been said to them as a diabetic or like what things do they hate being said to them, all that. And, um, I got like a ton of responses and Heather and I, of course, have like a ton of things that, we know that we personally happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'll be pulling from that. And just a quick side note too, like I'm going to start doing this a lot for, um, podcast episodes, depending on what the topic is. I'll like ask a question on my story and then get responses from you guys to help me, um, with just like knowing what you guys want to hear on this podcast. So, um, if you do want to do that, you can follow me at Thrivebetic. Okay. So go ahead, Heather, with things not to say to a type 1 diabetic. Okay. So I feel like a couple things that are on my list of like, definitely don't say is I feel like people always say, yeah, that really sucks that you have diabetes. And you're just like, I can't do anything to control that I have diabetes. So you're like, yeah, thanks. I don't like, I like, know. It sucks. Do you know what to say to people? Cause I don't know what to say to people no, like, when they say like, that. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> it does suck. And a lot of people also say, can you eat that? And I feel like we hate hearing this because it's like, yep, we can eat that. Like our diet isn't affected from our diabetes. So yes, we can. It just goes back to like the misconceptions of diabetes. Yeah, definitely. And then I feel like some people will be like, can you go skydiving as a diabetic? Or like, can you go parasailing? Like, can you do this or that? And it's, that's another thing too, is like our pancreas may not work, but we can do anything that anybody else can do as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like another thing Kate and I were talking about was like, your blood sugar is out of control or like your numbers have been like really crazy today. And it's like, you think I don't know that? Like I'm trying to do the best that I can. And like everyone has their days where you have your highs and lows and ups and downs and everything. But I feel like those are like some of like the main ones that it's like, definitely do not say this because yeah, you'll, you'll regret it later. (laughs) That's a big one for me too. Like just having someone comment on what my blood sugar is at like I don't really care if people see me checking my blood sugar and like see what it's at but I definitely don't like when people like make a weird face or they're like oh my gosh like if my blood sugar is high or something like that like that kind of gets to me just because it's like it can be annoying because it's like well you should try this and see how it goes for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you have like highs and lows like sometimes we just like don't have good days and it happens so um, or, I would say just avoid like judgmental comments yeah. about what someone's blood sugar is at. Yeah. And another thing Kate and I were talking about before the episode was people will be like, I don't know what I would do if I had diabetes. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, 
you don't really have a choice when you have diabetes. Like you have to yeah. take care of yourself. Otherwise like bad things are going to happen too. Yeah. Like when people say, um, I could never do that. Like, oh, I could never be. Like, you have no choice. It's like, you we, have to do it. Yeah. We did not choose this. Like you would die if you didn't do this. So yeah, that's a big one. What else do you have? Um, I think that was all for my list, but I know you have a lot of good ones. That yeah. I pulled too. a lot of them from my Instagram story, as I said before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see. So advice on how to manage diabetes. So like if someone tells you that you're, they're diabetic and you like want to offer some advice to them on how to manage it better, I would say completely avoid that because we live with this every day and Mm -hmm. we know what we're doing. And if you don't have diabetes then like, why would we want to take your advice anyways? Um, there is no cure for it. So I, I know a lot of people have said like cinnamon for some reason, like people have said that diabetes yeah like like cures diabetes yeah like if you uh, eat a lot of cinnamon I don't know I've heard that wow I've never heard that before yeah that one comes up a lot I think yeah so just avoid any advice um let's see what else do I have asking if they have it under control like (laughs) like oh do you do you like you have that under control like that's just a weird question for a diabetic because like obviously there's times when we have it more under control than mm-hmm. other times, but like, if you look at anyone's like log of blood sugars, We're like it's perfect. literally a roller coaster yeah. at any time. It, it literally depends on the moment that you ask me if I have it under control. Like, and I don't know. I mean, that's just like, we're trying our best. That's always yeah the answer. Like I'm trying to control it. The and best I, I feel like, especially too, like if you are going through a rough time, like that might be something that sets someone over. So I feel like mm-hmm. encouraging things are way better than being saying like a comment, like Kate yeah. mentioned. Yeah. And then, so this is another big one. Um, so when you're diagnosed with type one diabetes, um, weight loss is obviously like one of the major symptoms of it because basically your body is starving because if you're not producing insulin, um, then you're not turning carbs into energy. So you're losing like a ton of weight. Like I lost like 10 pounds, I think. And I was like 10 years old at that point. So I look super skinny. And like I said, this happens to, I think like everyone who's diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Um, so obviously like weight fluctuation is huge for a diagnosis because once the, the person starts, um, taking insulin again, then they're obviously going to gain some weight back. So I would say avoid mentioning anything about someone's weight. Um, I mean, I would say that just in general, even to people who are not diabetic, like just avoid talking about someone's weight. But I think especially for someone who's like recently diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, weight fluctuation can be a really difficult thing. So um, I just like would avoid commenting, commenting on that altogether. Um, And then the last thing I'll say is that, like, as far as, like, ignorant comments about type 1 diabetes, if you are someone who has ever said, like, one of these things to a diabetic, like, it's fine. Just, like, try to do better now that you know Mm -hmm. better. Like, I personally, I used to, like, get kind of annoyed at people who would say ignorant things about type 1 diabetes, but I, like, seriously don't anymore just because I know that it's misunderstood and... You try to take it as, like, a learning experience to, like, educate other people on this. So, like, the cycle stops and people, like, stop with the ignorant comments, too. Because, like, I've even had people ask me, like, do you have the fat kind of diabetes? Or even things like, oh, do you have the bad kind of diabetes? And it's just, like, 
<laughs> like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that even mean? Like it just, it, it makes it hard for us. So we definitely just like want to educate people and different things like that to make sure that you're aware of what's going on. Yeah. I would say that too, for sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't really care anymore. Like I am happy to talk with people about diabetes and like educate Mm -hmm. them on what it is. That's obviously like why we're doing this podcast right now too. Um, and and, yeah, I also, so I have a tip too. So I feel like one thing that I experience a lot is like when I'm in public or like if I'm at the beach and you can see my CGM or my pump site, like people stare a lot and you also get like comments sometimes. Honestly, I feel like the best way that people could handle that is literally just coming up and being like, Hey, you know, like, what is that? But you need to approach it like with a good way of being like, you want to learn and not just being ignorant or like making a funny face at it because like, that is just going to make it harder for us to share stuff with you. But like, I feel like every diabetic is like super willing to talk about like what they're wearing and they would just like want to raise awareness and educate people. Yeah. I think so too. I think that's true for most people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it may be harder for some people, which is understandable, but even if like you want to approach that person and talk to them about it, just handle it respectfully. But also if you don't like Google has so much information out there and you could educate yourself through just Googling like different things about sites yeah. people wear. Yeah. And I, I actually did a poll on this too on my story and just asked people like if someone has a question about type one diabetes, would you rather ask or have them ask you personally or have them look it up themselves like online and most people said that they don't care if like people ask them personally like 54 people said that they they voted for ask ask them personally and then 11 people voted for look it up online so I think most people like don't mind sharing about it I think that if it's like more of just like a general question that you could just like quickly google like um, if you're just like wondering what insulin does, maybe um, just, you know, give it a quick Google. But if like you're wondering something specific about like if they like that certain kind of pump or what other kinds of pumps there are or what exactly a CGM does or how that helps them throughout their day, something like that. Like, I think those questions are fine. And yeah, so I would just like take that case by case. But like I said, most of us don't care. Like we're willing to like talk about it, willing to educate people on it mm-hmm. and talk about it. So do you have anything else for what to avoid saying? Or are we good on that? Um, yeah, no, I think we basically covered a lot of those mm-hmm. main ones that happen a lot. Yeah. Okay. So then we're going to talk next about like how to support us and then kind of like what questions are okay to ask us and like how to ask them. So let's move on to that. How can people support you, Heather? Yeah, so I think like one of the big things is um, just not over asking, like probably just kind of checking on your diabetes people, just saying like, is there anything I can do? Um, Or even like Kate had mentioned earlier, just let us kind of vent it out a little bit. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to and be like, I'm having a really crazy day of blood sugars and I'm just upset and I need to talk, like having a sounding person to lean on. Um, Another thing too would be like, if you have a low blood sugar, like just stepping in there and getting them a snack or a juice or something. I feel like that really like makes a world's difference when you do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that I think that people need to understand too is 
with diabetes and having like high and low blood sugars, we may get moody sometimes. <laughs> so just understanding like she's got a low blood sugar and she's going to be cranky for a little bit. So I think that that is a big one. Just kind of bear with us because yeah. they can be tough. I don't get super moody all the time, but like if you're having a bad low, you oh, know, yeah. you I know how you're it. feeling. And that is another thing that goes back to like things not to say, like if we are like in a mood, I would say don't avoid saying like, oh my gosh, is your blood sugar like high or low? Like just literally (laughs) just be supportive. Just be like, what can I do to make this situation better for you? Or like make your life easier right now. Yeah. Because being low or even high too, for like an Mm -hmm. extended period of time, like feels horrible. It can make us moody. Like, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, definitely. And then another thing too, um, basically like the last thing on my list is like if it's your significant other or if it's like a parent or a friend that you're staying with like just be prepared to wake up in the night sometimes like I know my blood sugar Mm -hmm. monitor has gone off and like woke people up before and I feel terrible um but just like having a person that if your stuff goes off that and you can't get up and do it that person could run errands and get you the juice box or the fruit snacks or something like I feel like that really means the world to us because like sometimes we just we don't have the energy to do it and having that other person there that's like caring enough to help us is it really does help makes yeah makes a difference yeah because like you said like in the middle of the night it's serious like that's the worst is like Mm -hmm. when you wake up in the middle of the night and your blood sugar is low because it kind of I mean it ruins Mm -hmm. like your whole night of sleep and like it feels like shit and then you wake up the next morning you feel that also and like well and the next morning I don't know about you but I feel like when I have a low sometimes in the night like I feel like I don't sleep at all oh yeah do you have that too Mm -hmm. okay yeah and then like I'll get a headache the next morning sometimes Mm -hmm. too if that happens so it's just like not fun so like if you are a significant other of a type 1 diabetic just like even like if you like it's probably gonna wake you up anyways if they have to like get up Mm -hmm. and have like juice or whatever but just like being there and like I don't know rub their back while they drink their juice box like I would appreciate that just like not feeling so alone right is nice it's not like you have to like do anything crazy or like have a whole conversation about it just walk down the hall and get us a juice box that's all we need that's what makes us happy yeah or go get it for us like something yeah yeah I would say that too do you have any more on your list um no I think that's good for my list what about you what's on your list Well, I pulled some from Instagram responses to, and then just like some of my own also, but someone said, um, which I wouldn't have really thought of this, but someone said like, they appreciate when someone asks about their, like, if they have any food preferences, um, because like, like we said before, you can eat whatever you want, but like, there are definitely foods that like make it easier for us. Or I feel like everyone has like their low snack too. Like, yeah, a certain, like I like fruit snacks, but like probably some people like peanut butter crackers and yeah, 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 just having sure. like different snacks on hand. Mm-hmm. No, I actually like, I love that. Like, I think that's like so cute when my friends like pack. Yeah, I know. Um, I love that too. Like, oh, yes. I have, like juice with me, like yeah. just in case. Like, I think that's like adorable and just like thoughtful. Yeah. And nice. So. I think so too. I feel like it like goes the extra mile, especially when you're already like stressed about going somewhere and then your friend has your back. That's really sweet. Yeah, for sure. So we love that one. Um, like you said, just like being understanding of like when we're having 
like highs and lows and stuff like that like if we're having like a bad day with it um I would say that like most people it's it's like nice to like vent about diabetes or like talk about it it is definitely harder to talk to someone about it who doesn't have it or like know the ins and outs of it um and also I mean the other thing is too is like we're kind of thinking about it all day long anyways Mm -hmm. every single day of our lives so it's not like we always want to talk about it when that's already like going through our mind all the time so I don't think it's always the fact that like we need to like have a conversation about it um but I think that like if a type 1 diabetic does come to you and just like wants to vent about it I think that just being a soundboard and just like listening to them is really important um and I think like during that maybe that would be a time to like not ask as many like questions about it more just like being there to listen and like being like I totally get that like that must be difficult and just like letting them know that you are there for them with like whatever they need and I think it's gonna vary person by person like what they want Mm -hmm. from support or like how to get support but just like asking them like like, how can I best support you with this? Like, do you want to talk about it? Do you not want to talk about it? Do you want me to like distract you from it? Yeah. Well, I definitely agree with you though, because I guess I didn't really even think about that, but like when you're having a low blood sugar, you just like want someone to be there and be helpful instead of being like, you know, like, what does this mean? Low blood sugar. And like, what do we have to do? And all of these things like Mm -hmm. that, like, I feel like that just adds to the stress. So just being there and like, save your questions for a different time. If you are curious or you do want to educate yourself, like there's a time and a place for that too. But like when you're having those extremes, like just having the help. Yeah. Like, especially like if they're having like a really, really difficult time with it, like diabetes burnout is huge. Like I've talked Mm -hmm. about this a lot on my Instagram of just like feeling like you don't want to freaking do it anymore because we do it all day, every day, 24 seven. I feel like that's like where we both were in our lives too at when we went to college. Cause Mm -hmm. like I met Kate and we both were just like, I remember we would like sit in the car for like an hour after meetings and we'd be like, dude, my diabetes today. And then we'd like, just go off on tangents. And we were like, we were just like, I feel like we really needed each other. Like we met each other at a good time because yeah, like we needed the support of someone that like knew what we were going through and like felt everything we felt. Yeah, for sure. That was huge because mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like diabetes burnout's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It, I think like it happens to everyone who has type 1 diabetes and like probably multiple times too. It can happen whenever. So that's a hard thing to go through, but um, like you said, having people who get it. So even just like if you are type one diabetic listening to this right now, like I think being on the Instagram community like the last like couple months has been absolutely amazing. Just like getting to know other diabetics and seeing that they they go through the same thing that I go through every single day and have the same struggles and all of that, and just even like learning from them has been huge I feel like I've talked about this in like every single episode just talking about community and how important it is to like lean on other people and have someone who you can go to I feel like really lucky to have you like as a (laughs) real life friend yeah honestly I feel like a lot of people like they just know people online who Mm -hmm. have it but like yeah to actually know someone and like hang out with them in person Mm -hmm. is just like it's good it's a good support system Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that support system though, too, there are so many different like mental health things that you can do. Um, even like support services, doing some counseling, like there is no shame in that. And your mental health 
is super, super important. So you should definitely check Mm -hmm. into that too, if you are struggling. Oh yeah. Like I feel like I preach this every time too. It's just like Mm -hmm. mental health is so important, especially when it comes to diabetes. Like I said, we think about it all the freaking time. Of course it's going to weigh on you (laughs) and not be fun. So like taking care of your mind and your mindset and your thoughts around diabetes is super important. So just keep that in mind. And for someone who's not diabetic and wanting to support them, I think that just like checking in with them too, even just like an, a very general question of like, Hey, I'm just like checking in and wanting to know like if you're good or whatever, or like if you're, if you notice that they are like low on energy that day or something, like you can always just like check in with them and just be like, Hey, like, I just like noticed that you're, you're just like feeling kind of low today or you see, you seem like you're not doing a hundred percent. So <laughs> sometimes that happens. Are you good? Just yeah. like asking if they're good or even knowing like the general signs of a, a low and a high too. I think that that would be helpful. Yeah. So, you know, if you're talk- low, you get tired and shaky or, you know, like different things like that. Like if your significant other or like family knows your symptoms and you're like out in public and acting funky, like, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. So, I mean, really quickly, we can just like share the low and high symptoms. So like low blood sugar, I mean, some of them kind of overlap, but low blood sugar um, is like sweaty, shaky. Um, I get super weak. Like mm-hmm. I feel like very tired and just like, I can't do anything. Yeah. Um, I also get like confused when I'm low and also when I'm high sometimes too, if it's like for like a longer period of time. But when I'm low, I, I get like very foggy brain like I don't really like understand a lot of things and another a symptom of Milo too like I mentioned earlier is like kind of getting a little irritable Mm -hmm. with people oh for sure yeah yeah which could also be high blood sugar so I mean sometimes it's kind of hard yeah I feel like with my highs though like I laugh a lot sometimes or I just like say funny things like it could be something that's not even funny and I would laugh really yeah. I don't know if I have that symptom. yeah and my mom will be like is your blood sugar high <laughs> oh my gosh yeah mom yeah so yeah I mean I think it's different for everyone but yeah. some of the symptoms I wrote down for high blood sugar is like also confusion also fatigue um thirst headache peeing a lot yeah mood swings um dry mouth mm-hmm. stomach Cat mouth is a real thing mm-hmm. um stomach pain which I have never really had that and up until recently I've been getting like stomach pain from high blood sugar so I don't know what's going on with that but um yeah and nausea can be a high blood sugar symptom as well so those are some of them like I said it can be confusing but you know just check in with your diabetic friends or family whenever you can do you have anything else to add to that no I think we've got a good basis for our diabetes community and their community yeah. And just how to support us. So, yeah. but yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll say it again, just like, you don't have to be scared of like saying the wrong thing around type one diabetics. I mean, I think for the most part, like we get it. And if you're listening to this episode right now and you're like trying to understand diabetes and wanting to support them, then like that just really means a lot to us mm-hmm. that you would like go out of your way to do that and like want to learn more about what we go through every day and how to just like help us and be there for us. So yeah. And if you do ever have any questions, like, please feel free to reach out to Kate or myself too. Like we're super willing to educate anybody. And even if you're just like trying to get some brownie points with your significant other, we can definitely help you out with (laughs) different things like that for like the do's and don'ts. 
that weren't listed in here too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Okay. Well, this was great. And I think we'll just wrap it up. Heather, give your um, social media handles again so that people can find you and follow you and keep up with your journey. Yeah. So I am on Instagram and Facebook. And then my Facebook is just Heather Olson and it's with two O's. And then my Instagram handle is H-O-L-S-O-N underscore 11. Yep. So hit up Heather there for sure. And then also stay tuned because I am still working on my nonprofit and I'm filing for my 501c3 status next week. So Kate will definitely have more information on that too. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited about it. So we will definitely talk about that in a future episode too. Just like all the details of the nonprofit. So ways to get involved. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will be back next week. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm not always on TikTok, but I do post frequently on um, Instagram of like my art and stuff like that. So follow me there at Thrivebetic. And if you have any questions, of course, feel free to message me, DM me, Um, And if you like this episode, please rate and review me on Apple Podcasts and follow me on Spotify. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.